Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Building a New Network for the Multi-Cloud Era. I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy and Operations at IDG, and I'll be your moderator for today's episode, Self-Funding Your Network Transformation. I'm joined today by Ian Rutherford, Vice President of IT Transformation at Cisco. Welcome back, Ian. Hi, Barbara. I'm very happy to be here. So we've been talking about the challenges of the legacy network in episodes one and two, and I'd like to start by asking you a simple question. What is the answer? How can enterprises transform their network for multi-cloud? So I think, Barbara, the the interesting part of this is uh, that that answer hasn't sort of materialized itself over a weekend. We've, We've been looking at this and working with customers for the last uh, four or five years. And we've really been looking at three aspects of it. One is, what does that reference architecture for multi-cloud look like for the network? And how can we be more sort of prescriptive with our customers in helping them sort of map that future state out? How do they look to operate it? And what, what are the metrics that they should be looking for to achieve that optimal state of operational efficiency. And then last but not least, you know, what really are the fundamental levers of the business case that actually make a material hard dollar difference as you move through that life cycle of transformation? And, and we call that performance IT, and it really helps our customers build out that roadmap, build out that operating model, and come up with a business case in a way that one of our customers described as removing the, the mystery in the numbers. So that's, the, that's really what we've been up to. And in that first step, there's a couple of golden rules. One is always take a zero-based approach. And what, what we mean by that is don't design for the future based on the legacy of the past. Design the future in terms of the requirements that you have based on the multi-cloud need that you have and the business requirements that you have and design for that and use that as your North Star, your template for how you're going to move the organization and the the network infrastructure from that as-is state of today to the 2B that you wanted to get to. Don't drag any of that legacy with you in designing out that 2B. And don't take an incremental approach to it. Design that end state in its entirety across everything, because that's going to give us the the outcome that we're looking for and the capability that we're looking for with that end state design. And same goes with the business case itself. Build out that business case from a cash-based perspective, because that helps people understand where investments go in and where costs come out. And it doesn't drag the past of budgets, P&Ls with existing depreciation cycles and all that complexity, which bogs people down. So just design it to those two clear end states of architecture and business case from a cash pace point of view. And then we've got the foundations to build the roadmap of how to get there. Okay, great. So obviously the next question is, what's the next step? What's step number two? Step number two is, is about that transformational roadmap itself. They're typically sort of two to three years in length because it's difficult to forecast how technology is going to impact you over any longer change horizon. So two to three years is a good way to look at it and be really keen to look at the whole problem that you're trying to solve. So, for example, in the network world, 
don't just look at access and wireless and how that can improve end user performance in a branch or in a campus location. Look at it in terms of holistically, what is that consumer of service of that network service trying to achieve? So for example, that end user in that branch or campus location who wants to join the network by wireless actually wants to access a SaaS application sat on the West Coast. So let's make it easy for that user to directly access that, that capability. And let's make sure we've got the security in the right place to prevent data loss or intrusion on the network. So looking at all of those component parts of all of the architectures or cross, across all those architectures is really important. Look at the security end-to-end, -end, not in piecemeal. Don't look at security just in terms of the data center or in terms of the application or in terms of the consumer of that service. Look at it at its entirety. So for example, with something like PCI compliance, which is obviously very important in the banking industry for, uh, for credit card transactions, we need to be sure that we've got the encryption at the right point in the network and we're not hauling traffic backwards and forwards between users and data centers to process and segment it. Let's segment that traffic in the right place, encrypt it, secure it, and pass that data forward out to that SaaS provider or into your data center or however you need to look at it. So security end-to-end -end, along with the architecture end-to-end -end is really important. And then prioritize. You know, what are the important sequencing of events that need to take place? And at the end of the day, you're coming up with a complete transformation roadmap for the whole of your network to meet that multi-cloud outcome at the end of the day. But the reality is that all of that's going to get implemented in baby steps versus giant leaps. Big programs of change, I think, as we all know in the IT sector, have got a track record of taking too long and not necessarily delivering the benefits and often costing way more than they should do. So being able to segment that overall program of change, that transformational roadmap, into steps where we can see clear deliverables of capability and clear deliverables in terms of the business case of costs, for example, that we, that we could get rid of as a result of maybe moving traffic onto the internet versus an MPLS network. So being able to clearly bound each of those steps of the program into sections so that deliverables are seen, capability is seen, and financial benefit is seen is really important. So those are the, those are the component parts of, of step two in terms of building that transformational roadmap. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Before we continue, I'd like to take a short break and say a few words about our sponsor, Cisco. Multi-cloud and the acceleration of applications and services represents a significant challenge to CXOs and IT professionals. But using the Cisco performance IT approach, you can evolve your network for the future, while also navigating the economic realities of your organization. Contact your Cisco account manager today to learn more. And now back to our show. So we've walked through steps one and step two. So Ian, what about step three? So step three is the business case itself. So the foundation of all the transformation, without a shadow of a doubt, is the is architecture and the operations of that architecture. Because without that, we can't really facilitate significant long-term change to the spend and the, and the financial business case. But in that final step, what we're looking to do is build a 
business case, which has got several components. One is our recommendation is to build that business case over a five-year term. The reason for that is that that is often the sort of depreciation cycle for a lot of technology and uh, project work. So it tends to fit nicely into how organizations see uh, long-term investment plans. Uh, the second part of it is uh, build it as a cash-based view. As I mentioned before, being able to clearly link and understand and visualize where a technical change or an operational change is impacting a business case from a cost out or an investment in makes it a lot easier for organizations to assimilate that information and, and to present it back up to their leadership in terms of where the benefits lie. And then thirdly, once that's all understood, that five-year plan's understood, the cash-based benefits are understood, then turn it into a profit and loss, which then can translate into a budget, into a budget cycle that you can actually make an impact for your, your following financial year to take that first baby step project, which is going to be the first underpinning of how the overall program is going to be delivered. So those, those are the recommendations that we would have for step three in terms of building out the business case. All right. So you've outlined three steps towards self-funding the network transformation. What are the expected results from those actions? So the results fall into two clear categories. One is obviously the capability that you are providing the business as a result of transformation, which is the real reason why any customer would be doing this in the first place. You know, whether that be uh, increased performance, increased capacity, the ability to deliver services in seconds rather than weeks and months. All of those capabilities are fundamentally important. And, you know, let's not forget securing that, that enterprise at the same time in that multi-cloud world, which with its inherent complexity. So that capability side is obviously the, the key set of results that you're looking to achieve. But it's also very important to have a business case that everyone in the organization can sign up to that's going to deliver the right financial results of that transformation as well. And they, they have to stand up and wash their own face and be clean in their own right. Without a doubt, the majority of the benefits that we see from a business case perspective fall into the category that we call self-funded transformations. And a self-funded transformation has two really important characteristics to it. One is the customer will spend no more over the next five years than they do today, which is what self-funded means. It's a net zero business case. So to give you an example, if a customer spends a million dollars a year on their network today, over five years, they'll spend five million. In the self-funded transformation business case, they'll spend five million in the future, for the next five years in exactly the same way, but how they spend that money will be fundamentally different. And it will be fundamentally different in the way they spend to invest. So there'll be a significant amount more money spent on change versus operate, we're keeping the lights on. And the second thing is, and this is the second really important criteria of a self-funded transformation business case, is once that transformation is completed, the operate costs for that network are going to be 20 to 30% lower than they are today. So you come out of that transformation program at year three with a network that not only delivers all the capabilities that we've talked about, but it's actually fundamentally cheaper to operate than it is in its existing state. 
And that self-funded transformation business case, when it nets to zero or it's the same spend as you spend today, that includes all of the change and investment costs associated with getting to that transformed state. And to give you an idea of the work we've done with customers over the last four years, 70 plus percent of the business cases that we build for customers fall into that category. So that's probably one of the major type of result that we see with customers from a financial perspective. There are two others as well, which are worth mentioning. One is what we call sort of business growth transformation business cases. And those are customers that are growing rapidly, their top line for whatever reason. They could be taking on uh, new businesses through M&A. They could be uh, growing organically, maybe with membership in a in a um, mutual, for example. And in those cases, they want their IT spend, particularly around the network, they want all the capability to be invested in, but they don't want to be seeing their IT spend growing at the same rate as their top line growth. They want to see a wedge being built between where they spend today and that growth line for top line growth line for revenue separating from the IT growth. So, for example, if a customer is growing 10% compound year on year as a result of top line growth, they would like to see their IT spend grow by 2 to 3%. So they're creating that wedge between top line and bottom line. And the, the final type of uh, business case we see is, is probably the one that might seem the obvious one, but actually is probably the least common, is what we would call a straight cost out transformation. And that's where the primary driver of transformation is simply to reduce the cost of operations of their network. And in those cases, a lot of customers are looking for how do they simplify and consolidate their estate as much as possible to reduce the ongoing operations of it. So rather than having lots of complexity and replication, so I'd just give you an example in a campus, you know, today we have fixed port counts. For voice, we have fixed ports for some desktops. Uh, we've also included wireless for some users. And that's all an incremental growth. So how could we consolidate all of that and collapse it down to a much, much simpler infrastructure environment to support voice, wireless users, and fixed desktop users? And in those sorts of cases, we're seeing that estate shrink from an infrastructure perspective by 20 to 30 percent it becomes it's a, it's a literally a smaller estate and that drives cost out transformation over the long term as well and in some of those cases we've seen those those business cases return profit or benefit to them within 18 months so those are the, the sort of three types of different outcomes that we see barbara and they're very different depending on the, the requirements of the customer where they're starting from excellent Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you for joining me and sharing your insights. And thanks to our listeners. For IDG and Cisco, I'm Barbara Call. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications in association with its sponsor, Cisco.